0: up to the bar barflies and have a drink with me my name is kellen and this is the midwestern barfly podcast ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining me For another rousing, beautiful episode of the Midwestern Barfly podcast, I am so glad to have you here. We did it. Episode number 21 of this crazy, beautiful display of idiocy that we call a podcast. 21. The show is now old enough to drink, and I am so happy for it. It means that it finally, not finally fits, but perfectly fits, perfect circle, Whatever you want to call it, with this website is fantastic, and I'd like to thank you all for listening in, for tuning in, for joining in, whatever you want to call it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, having said that, I do have some news I need to break. A little bit, a little bit of, a little bit of breaking news. Little, little funsies here. Next week's episode, episode twenty-two, feeling twenty-two, whatever might even call it feeling 22 a little taylor swift action there i don't know that's probably trademarked so i'm not gonna do it anyway um next week's episode it's gonna be come out on thursday for those of you that are uh that will be looking out for it thursday on all the same channels but with my current with my current job that i have as you all know i'm doing this on the side with my current job i have the schedule kind of got funky a couple things that happened uh to the point where. It's just not even possible for this show to come out on Wednesday. So, we're just going to need to change just this one week, just one week, just episode 22, next week, and come out on Thursday. So, if you want to be a part of the show, you have until Wednesday to get to your voicemails and emails in, voicemail and email questions. You can do that using the contact information in the description of wherever you listen to this podcast. And as always, it's going to be one hell of a show. It's going to be a fun show. But before we get into this episode, as always, this show is sponsored by the Midwestern Barfly Gazette Shop. That is right. That is our merch store. That is where you can buy all the crazy, goofy, wild pieces of merchandise that we have to offer. We have lines such as the I'm My Grandma's Bookie line, the Win Bets Pound Beers line, the What Did I Do line. We have hats, t-shirts, sandals, uh, sweatshirts, long sleeves, tank tops, even though it's going to be fucking cold in, in the Midwest soon. Some people like to wear chain tops. I don't know. I don't judge. Anyway, all that and more can be found at the link of wherever you're listening to this podcast at our shop. Head there, fill up your cart, head to checkout, use code MWBFG at checkout for 25% off of your order. That's right. That's MWBFG at checkout for 25% off your order. And make sure you take a picture of whenever you get your merchandise Take a picture of yourself in it, your friends in it, your dog in it, whatever you want. Put it on social media, tag us, show us what you look like. We would love to see it. But now that that is out of the way, let's get into today's podcast. Alright ladies and gentlemen, to start off this show, we're going to do something that I never thought we would be doing. We're going to do something, I'm going to do something. So outrageous, so awe-inspiring, so, what's the word? Something I'm not used to. Not used to saying, not used to saying. Something as rare, there's the word, as seeing Bigfoot, seeing Halley's Comet, seeing a shooting star, whatever you want to call it. I'm about to give the Chicago Bears credit for their performance this past Sunday. Now, if I was smart and I was, like, talented with all this editing audio stuff, I would be putting in, like, one of those stock, like, crowd gasping noises. Like, (gasps) of just a bunch of people gasping at the thought of me giving the Chicago Bears credit. But I don't know how to do that. So we're just going to stick with me going (gasps) instead. Ladies and gentlemen. The Chicago, even though they lost, the second half of that game was actually not bad. Think about it. Let's break it down for a second. In the first half, they looked like dog... The the Bears looked like dog shit. Let's just be honest here. In the first half, and I got the box score in front of me, they were losing 21 to... If I know Matt, 10? 21 to 10? Granted... That's not bad. But the fact you allowed Kirk Cousins to absolutely torch you for that entire half shows how much of a dumpster fire you are. Kirk, I believe, he went, what, 17 straight completions to open up the game? They scored 21 points. Justin Jefferson was like open every fucking time. He ended the game with 150 yards, but we'll get to why he didn't have more in just a second. But just looking at the beginning of that game just made me think that, A, a seven-point spread was way too generous, way too small. Wow, my voice just cracked. That's weird. Anyway, it was way too small. And, B, that this team was about to absolutely get curb stomped by the Minnesota Vikings. Excuse me. Sorry to take a sip of water. But now let's move to the second half. Though, if you look at the second half of this game, the defense was like a brand new defense. Like, I I couldn't believe it. They were actually stopping the Minnesota Vikings. Like they, I mean, like look at the third quarter. Minnesota scored nothing in the third quarter. They had to wait until what time did they scored that at? Two twenty six left in the game to take the lead again, and to go up to 29, like, what, what happens at halftime for the Chicago Bears, for them to do that, what, what happens, is Michael Jordan walking into the fucking room, and giving them their secret stuff, like, giving them some of his secret stuff, like, from Space Jam, like, what is happening, and the, (laughs) the fact that they covered this, well, it was a push, rather, regardless, the fact it was a seven point game just speak volumes <laughs> to where this team is going. And I can't believe I just said that because it confuses me at the same time. Like they're so all over the place. Like one minute they're in a close game with Houston. Another minute they're in a close game with Minnesota. Another minute, they're beating the 49ers. Another minute, they're getting their ass kicked by the Packers. Like, this team is so all over the board, and it just infuriates me. Now, side note, it also infuriates me that Justin Jefferson couldn't score a fucking touchdown that game. I had him as an anytime touchdown scorer in my parlay. That was the only leg that lost, and he had 150-whatever yards, and he couldn't get in the end zone? Not only that... When he scored the two-point conversion to put them up to 29 points, that was the biggest slap in the face in the entire world. And yes, I did bet against the Bears. Sue me. Come on. They're in a rebuild. They got a shitty defense. Jalen Johnson was out. Justin Jefferson was, like, bound to torch that, that defense. Whoever they put on him. Whether it was Kyler Gordon, who I th- still think, and many of you already know, was probably the stupidest pick in the entire world. Granted, he did make some good Good plays in that game, but I will still stand by should've picked George George Pickens over at him. But that's just another story for another day. Now, having said all that, I'd like to fast forward to the very end of the game. I will have to find his name. Cause it was probably one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. What is this guy's name? He has a long name. Uh Smith Marset. Smith Marset. So pass play to Smith Marset. Time was winding down. Motherfucker should have gone out of bounds, but instead he kept trying to fight for extra yardage. And who was it? Dansler? Dansler from Minnesota just comes up and he just snatches the ball from the guy's hands. It wasn't a fumble. It wasn't nothing. He just came up and basically robbed him. Basically pickpocketed him. Said, hey, I'll take that. I'll go the other way. I wanted to throw things. I wanted to throw th- so many things across my house at the fact that that was even that even happened. I And yes, I'm talking on my I'm talking in circles right now. But it just shows what this team can do to a, to a Bears fan. Can make them sound like a complete bumbling idiot like I am, and like I do every week. Because seeing that, oh, lord. I need a beer just thinking about it. But, you know what, instead of just rambling on, I'm just going to say, what did you think of the game? What do you, what did you, as the listener, think, think of the game, and where do you think we go from here, as a franchise, as a team? Let me know in the comments, please, because my head is sp- Binning now. Jesus Christ. Alrighty, so for the second segment of this show, I'm just going to cut to the chase. You know those little surveys that you find at the bottom of your receipt that tell you, oh, give us feedback about your experience here today, or like, oh, tell us how we did and all that shit? I think those are the most useless pieces of information or metrics as some retailers call them that a company can collect. I truly believe that. Why? Because I believe those stupid things give the consumer or the customer too much power to say negative shit. To say negative shit that the store that they went to can't even fucking control. Now granted, if it's about a particular employee that's really bad or that was rude or whatnot that's one thing if it's about a particular employee that's really good and gave really good service and gave an experience good experience to the cut to the customer can't talk today that's another thing i say that because i never do it for a bad person because i really don't give a shit but if it's a really good associate or employee that helped me out yeah, I'm going to do a survey because a lot of times if I walk into a store and I don't know what I'm getting or I have, if I have a question, I, I have a fucking question because I'm dumb. I don't know what I'm doing. So I need help. And if somebody helps me, they should be recognized for it. I should be able to tell somebody, hey, they did a good job. Whatever your store does to recognize them, you should do it. And that's why I do it. But the problem I have with these stupid surveys is you give the Karens and the what do we, what do we, side note, what do we call the male version of a Karen? Not a Brad or a Chad, because those are like the douchey college frat boys. Is it a Greg? Would we call him a Greg? I mean, I can't, I can't think of any other ones. I'm gonna go with Greg. So, the Karens and the Gregs of the world, you give them the opportunity to just nitpick everything that they see. Like, oh, uh prices are too high gonna shop somewhere else oh your store believes in something that i don't so i'm not gonna shop here oh uh the the line was too long even though the the uh the the line to check out was too long even though the store was understaffed and it's the holidays and i came after work so everybody's trying to get in and get out so i'm very upset so i'm gonna make a survey to negatively affect the store like that kind of shit Like for me, if I have a bad experience, I'm either A, going to be a a human being and an adult about it and survey the situation and see, oh, like the, like the register thing, they're understaffed. It's the holidays. They're, they're going as fast as they can, this, that, whatever. And I just came at a shitty time. It's not the store's fault. It's either my fault or just the situation I'm in. It sucks, but I'm not going to like bash the store about it. And B, the prices, I don't think, unless the store is like a small business, one store, I don't think they set the prices. I think that's corporate's fault. So you know what? And I, again, I chose to shop there. So guess what? I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm either A, going to get my shit and leave and find another place to get it, or B. I'm just gonna suck it up and just get it because they're the only place I can get whatever product I need from. It just makes me just irritated that, and I I know for a fact it's the older the generation that's older than me. I'm not trying to lump the entire generation into it, but the people the the people I picture do any kind of survey, not just like good surveys, because the people that do good surveys everywhere they go, God bless you, like. I believe in you, you're fighting for the cause, like, make sure the folks that work at these retail establishments or any store in general or restaurant get the notice that they deserve for being good, but the people that do bad survey after bad survey after bad survey after bad survey, like, it's their fucking job, need to get a life, and the people I picture doing that are, like, 65-year-old blonde Blonde, white, white people. I'm not going to say women because that's sexist. So I'm going to say, not blonde. That's just stupid. Just 65-year-old white people. And you know I'm right when I say white people. Because look at any Karen video that you see out there. Or any Greg video that you see out there. Who's the normal, what do you normally see out of that? You see white people being stupid, and it becomes a stereotype. And you know what? It sucks, but that's just what you see. Like, every Karen video I've seen is just a white woman. Every Greg video I've seen is just a white guy. It sucks, but that's the picture I have. It's just every all these people that are just hate the world, so every place they go, they nitpick. They go, oh, that sucked. Oh, that sucked. I'm going to write a, a bad review about it. Like, God bless. Just live your life, and just, if you don't like the place, don't go back. That's all I have to say. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, so for the third segment of this show, <coughs> I'm still trying to get over this freaking cough that you've heard me have for the last two episodes, and it's pissing me off. But you know what? We're going to fight through it. I, I don't know why I still have it. Anyway, for the third segment of this show, we are going to revisit the Fantasy Football Doghouse. Personally, I love doing this segment because it's just a way for me to just go off on football and just rant about my week. Granted, not all of them have to be rants because I do win. But the problem is I have to rant about certain things because these certain things I rant about might come to bite me in the ass down the line when I need these particular players to perform at their best. So, let's get into it and let me explain. Uh, for For starters, I won holy shit, I won, like, I know I shouldn't be, like, surprised about it, and when you hear the score, you're gonna say, hey, asshole, like, stop trying to be, like, stop trying to sound like a dick, but (laughs) I ended up winning 183.6 to 93.4, absolute smoke to the competition, and breaking down the roster and how they scored if my phone there we go phone worked uh had a lot of good uh good opportunities a lot of good uh <laughs> good point scores um Lamar 14 points not his not his best stuff but you know what he's been killing it the first two weeks so I'll let that slide mr. Josh Jacobs with the 30 points I loved it against a KC defense that was ranked like the best defense rush defense in the league they were giving up I again going into that game was like what 65 yards a game and he comes in and puts up 154 yards on a touchdown for 30 points josh jacobs after your bye this week and we're gonna get to buys in a second you are solidly on my roster until further notice because holy shit man jeff wilson 20 points thank you another great another great week Devontae Smith, 18 points. Why are you so jumpy, my guy? Why do you jump back and forth? Why are you good one week and not good the next week? I need consistency. Thank you for getting 18 points, but can we just keep consistency out of both Eagles receivers? Like, consistent targets, consistent catches. If anything, just give me 10 points a week. That's all I want. I don't want... Oh, shit, I'm ruining it. Uh, Oh, here we go. You go from... (laughs) You went know, from zero points week one to 15 points week two to 30 points week three to four points last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then 18 points against Arizona. Granted, you have Dallas coming up next, but can I, please, 10 points a week. That's all I ask. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 33 points, four touchdowns on 25 yards. That fucked me sideways on some of my bets for that game, but the fact you put up 33 points after I already won... I didn't even need to wait for Monday. I loved it, but please don't tell me that is like a waste of points that we're not going to see later. That's just me. Anyway, going down the list, Damian Pierce, 20 points. The Dallas Cowboys, 22 points against the defending champs. Thank you Christ. That was fun to see. They had a touchdown, a pick, two fumble recoveries, 10 points allowed, and a blocked kick. I think they actually had two blocked kicks, but I'll go with the blocked kick. Brandon McMahon 10 points as always. Now, the problems for that week. Jerry Judy, the fucking, the Denver, first off, that Denver-Indianapolis game, absolute garbage. Worst game I've ever seen in my life. And everybody else will tell you the same thing because it was probably spread about on social media after that game ended. Jerry Judy had eight points. Now, I'm not going to blame Jerry Judy for that. I'm going to blame Russell freaking Wilson because I already wrote an article about this, and you probably read it if you didn't go back, because it's an absolute gem. But some of those throws that I saw Russ throw, like, trying to make just wanted me to just take a long walk off a short pier. Like, come on, what are we doing? He had just these back foot throws. He had, like, weird-looking side. Like, it just looked, him and Matt Ryan, but we'll stick with Russell. Just look absolutely gross. And at the end, he tried to force it to, I think it was Cortland Sutton, like on a post route down the middle, and like KJ Hamler had had his guy beat to the center of the end zone. And he just wanted to force it. In. Like, Russ, what are you doing? They This team gave up so much to bring you in, and you've given them, what's their record? I got to look this up now. My voice keeps, side note, my voice keeps squeaking. I don't like it. Granted, I bet I'm still working on the last chapter of Puberty, but I'm a very slow slow reader, and I'm 28. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, they give so much up for you, and you're giving them a 2-3 and three record? 2-3 and three record. The fuck we doing? And, like, let's break down... Where are they? God, I, sh- I should have been more prepared. I'm not a smart person. Where the fuck are the Broncos? Why can not I find this game? Oh, that's why. Because they're going to be on Monday Night Football again, a prime time game. What is this team averaging? And they're not favorited, obviously. You're giving them 15 <laughs> points a game. 15. Russ, guy, help help a brother out here. We need to figure something out and fast, because you, on paper, I had this team going to the playoffs easily. I liked this team last year. They just didn't have a quarterback. But now you got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon, eh, Mr. Fumbles, not the greatest, but he can still get the job done. Noah Fant. Did I even say KJ Hamler or Jerry Judy? I don't know. Regardless, you have a good offense, and you're giving them a 2-3 record with 15 points a game. Something has to freaking change. Because I don't want to drop Jerry, because he's not bad, but if I have to drop Jerry because of Russell Wilson, that's the weirdest sentence I've ever said in my entire life. I would be absolutely freaked out if I have to do that. But... Regardless, moving on. Jamal Williams, 5.6 points. <sighs> the top offense, scoring offense in the league, granted. Worst defense in the league, regardless. Detroit lost 29 to nothing to Bailey Zappi. To Bailey freaking Zappi. And, the, and they ended up losing. They were behind so much, and they couldn't score a freaking point, so the game script, whatever the, the analytic people want to call it, had to change, and they'd move away from Jamal Williams, so what I'm trying to say is, not all Jamal Williams' fault, He still got 56 yards and five points on, what was his breakdown, on 15 attempts, granted not the, not a lot through the air, but on 15, 15 attempts, 56 yards, that might just be a fluke, But it just annoyed me so much because he was I think he was projected like 14 points going into this game. And I know I'm complaining so much, even though I won by like double. But like I said before, this is shit that's going to matter down the line when I need them. Especially when the buys come up. Speaking of bye weeks, week six for you. In week six, I have Josh Jacobs, Jamal Williams, and Damian Pierce out. Who, do I have to, who would I have to put in there for them? Najee Harris, DJ Moore, George Pickens. Now, DJ Moore's playing against the Rams. Baker didn't look so good after that game last week. They fired Matt Rule. They got P, PJ Walker as the backup, I believe. But unless they bring somebody else in. I know I like PJ Walker, but that's neither here nor there. Hopefully he can pull in at least 10 points again. I just need 10 points out of the guy. Najee you're going he's going against Now here's my stance with Najee and George Pickens. Najee's going against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has what I think is a pretty solid rush D. Pittsburgh is probably going to be down a lot. So Najee unless he has a big break, a uh, big break for a yardage or has a touch like a goal line touchdown, like a garbage time or something like that, I don't see a lot from Najee. He might just pull another seven points like last week. What did he have? Six points like last week. So, I'm prepared for that. Again, not Najee's fault. Game script. George Pickens, on the other hand, he is going to get a lot of targets. Having said game script, he's going to get a lot of targets. He's been progressing very well ever since Kenny Pickett took the reins of starting quarterback. He had 16 points against the Jets. 14 points against a good Buffalo defense. So, I... I'm going to take a shot on George here. And I believe he's going to give me at least a double-digit performance. And maybe, just maybe, I could squeak out a win here. I'm averaging, not averaging, uh, projected 127 points. Not the greatest, but it's still reasonable. still something to work with. So, in the end, let's pray for another W. And in the end, let's hope I'm not going to explode in next week's episode. the fantasy football doghouse jesus christ well would you look at that we are at 26 minutes here folks i love this i love that the 21st episode of this podcast number 21 the drinking episode is the longest episode that we have i would like to thank every single one of you to for listening to these on a weekly basis thank you for joining in on the stupidity that is my brain i Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. Now, as always, if you'd like to be a part of future episodes, you can leave me a question to answer via voicemail or email. You can use the contact information in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. As always, check out our website, mwbarflagzet.com. Plenty of different fun little uh, pieces of content you could check out. We do pics. We do uh, goofy articles, we do reactions to news stories, all that fun stuff. So go check that out. And finally, head over to our store and uh, at the pep, 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 here we go sentence at the Midwestern Barfly Gazette shop. That's going to also be in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. And use code MWBFG at checkout for 25% off your order. And as always, hope you have a great rest of your week. Take care. Love yous.